Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB106271E. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. And when it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Bird Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models like the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Bird Colgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Bird Colgen Ford. Experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. Come check out the end-of-summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest-rated boating center in Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. Great food and a hometown atmosphere is what customers love about Rocket Cafe. Popular breakfast choices are the Hungry Man Special. Two pancakes, two eggs, bacon, and hash browns. And the Rocket Breakfast Burritos, sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, and potatoes. And daily lunch specials include free dessert. And check out the Rocket Burger with their one-third pound fresh, never-frozen patties. Rocket Cafe is only open Friday nights for home games, and that night features their famous all-you-can-eat catfish special. A Robinson tradition, Rocket Cafe. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, this is your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk, PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weiss. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas on this Wacky Wednesday. Hello, everybody. Ward White's Lark Smith along with you. Lark, I told you the Rangers were going to be able to pull this thing off. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't listen to me. Hey, <laughs> the Ranger pitching staff has only given up one run in the last 18 innings. How about that? Yeah. That's not something that we so, normally would say with this pitching staff. Why did we have so so little faith in them going to Tampa Bay? Because their bullpen absolutely <laughs> stinks. Well, luckily they didn't need they much didn't of the need bullpen it yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of pressure there yesterday, was there? No, at least Chapman did his job in the setup. And mm-hmm. Got a decent close. I wouldn't say it was a perfect close, but a decent close. It was. Rangers played very well yesterday. Uh, well, except I, for except for. <laughs> 
They left 13 guys stranded on the base pass. Well, well, that's what I told my son who was texting me during the game. Mm-hmm. I said, what the Rangers need to do is make sure that they get out of Tampa Bay's way because Tampa's doing everything they can to hand them that game. They did. Four, four errors. errors. Four errors from the Rays yesterday uh, absolutely benefited the Rangers. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I don't know if they pull this thing off. I don't. Uh, they did what they needed to do yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. And got that one win you were looking for. They did. And Jordan Montgomery was outstanding yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just no no other way to say it. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't go into the eighth. Yeah, I kind of wondered why they chose to go ahead and lift him. Maybe because of his pitch count. He and, and, and 93, I think it was. Yeah, and Bruce may have just went to him and said, hey, what do you have left? I'm, I, I would imagine that he probably maybe went to him and, and said, hey, where are we at? Yeah. Do you feel like you have enough in the tank to keep going? And he may have said, you know what, let's, let's hand it off. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But as good as he was pitching, I, I, if I was the manager, that's what I, how I would approach it. With a four-run lead, I would at least let him get out there until somebody got on base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to see what it was. Uh, gonna, how you're gonna it's gonna need unfold. that pin down the line. You are. There's no doubt about it. And I look. I don't know how this unfolds. Maybe, maybe just the Rangers have Tampa Bay's number in Tampa Bay. Remember back when they used to fill that stadium when the Rangers came to town. <laughs> the Rangers still won the series there as well. What was that? 2011. Yeah. So. I, why was that place not full yesterday? Why was that place just plain empty yesterday? Not even not full, just I mean, we're absolutely about, a cavern. Talking postseason baseball. Okay, yeah, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But those people don't have jobs? <laughs> in Florida? No, uh, they're, they're all you know, They're, they're all, all retired. Yeah, that's right. No, those are further down south. They're in Miami. Okay, but still, <laughs> I think that there's a lot of retirement uh, around that ballpark. Tampa too. Bay, that's a lot of Disney employees. <laughs> I, I don't know. That was absolutely – it was almost embarrassing Yeah, that that was a playoff game because you look at every other playoff game that we saw on television yesterday. Yeah. They were completely folks standing in, room only. Yeah, there were folks in Minnesota. Yeah. They are on the Twins. It was unbelievable how empty that ballpark was. Now, look, the, the Rangers didn't play a perfect game. They didn't. But they played well enough to win, and that's all you can ask. Didn't get uh, in Tampa Bay's way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's almost really the best way to put it is, hey, let's just get out of their way and see how bad they're going to screw this up. I, I've said it a hundred times. There are more games that are lost than are won. Mm-hmm. They're lost simply because somebody screwed up you know, along the way and right. caused you to lose the game. So there are more lost games than there are won games as far as I'm concerned. It was, uh, it was interesting to see how – how it all unfolded. You know, when they got up early on the one-run lead, I thought, okay, maybe they can just hang around for a little while. Yeah. And then Tampa Bay just kept booting the ball all over the ballpark. <laughs> I, I I just couldn't understand what yeah, was that, going on. That one in center field was Siri. I'm just sitting going, what in the world? I even asked my son, I said, you think Siri put money on the Rangers today? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. That's that's a little harsh. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the way it looked, though. Uh, yeah, it didn't look good. It was not a good look for the Rays. Rangers up one game to nothing in a best-of-three series, and you have Evaldi and Effin coming up today. And for... We like that matchup. I, I would think so. I If you're if you were looking at uh, game one and game two, which one would you have said that, okay... I, I think the Rangers can get one of these, maybe, if they play really, really well. Mm-hmm. I would have said today's matchup more than yesterday's matchup. Well, There's no doubt. You know, and even college baseball coaches will tell you in a three-game series, that second game is the most important one. That's the one they really want to win because either it gets you back in that series mm-hmm. or it, it wins it for you, one of the two. So that, that number two is always the most important. So I believe that's the reason why Bochy went with, with Valdi in number two there. I think so, too. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I I just, I don't, 
Well, I don't want to. I don't want to get too excited. <laughs> I just don't. Still, still cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> I just don't think I'm optimistic. I want to be. I really do. I, I just. I, <laughs> this bullpen is not good, Lark. It is not. They did their job yesterday. Yeah, but did they? Well, <laughs> Chapman did, did his did, job. Did Tampa do it for him? Well, Tampa, I mean, I thought Araldis did his job. I wasn't real sure about Leclerc when he walked to. Yes. And, you know, just I'm sitting there going, throw strikes. You got a four-run four lead. Throw strikes. Let them get themselves out. Yeah, I don't. Sometimes you can overthink it, right? Absolutely. And I, I think he might have been overthinking things just a little bit, but either way, they get the they get the win four to nothing over the Tampa Bay Rays. Game two coming up at two oh five this afternoon, uh, and a one thirty pregame, and you can hear all the action over on our sister station Fox Sports Central Texas. So tune in for Ranger baseball this afternoon uh, and see if the Rangers can move on to take on the number one seed Baltimore. I'm Lark thinks they're going to get it done today. They out hit them nine to six. Mm-hmm. Rangers did commit one error. Uh, the Rays, though, as Lark pointed out, four errors and just strange errors. Yeah, if in that ball game, if they play like that again. The Rangers are headed to Baltimore. Yeah, and you know if you can get the two game sweep, you get a couple of days rest. A couple of days, yeah. They'll so play again until what Saturday? Mm-hmm. They'll play Saturday, and so that that would help. Twins get the win over the Blue Jays three to one in their wild card matchup. Uh, Blue Jays out hit the Twins six to five, but the Twins are able to come up with the win and lead that series one to nothing. I have been rooting for the Blue Jays for the last three years to get to the World Series. I, I, I think that's a very good ball club, mm-hmm. and it's finally at least got to the postseason. But whether they can continue on, I don't know. But I just just like that ball club. It's youth, the the talent within its youth, mm-hmm. but uh, they just not getting it done yet. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that they can. I don't know if they can get past the Twins or not. Yeah, I, I think the Twins probably have the advantage. Uh, and what did they have a good crowd yesterday? Yes, they did. Uh, Diamondbacks get the win over the Brewers after uh, bowing out and making the Rangers play in a wild card series, <laughs> but they win six to three. You know, I'm really rooting for the Brewers just because of what they did uh, to let the Astros win the West. I mean, they did. That there's no denying it. Okay. Just. That's how baseball goes. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Six to three over the Brewers. They lead that series uh, one to nothing as well. And the Phillies beat the Marlins uh, in the late game last night. Phillies won 90 games this season. Uh, and they win four to one. No errors committed in that game. Uh, and they out hit the Marlins eleven to seven uh, last night. So last three or four years, probably the top four teams in Major League Baseball are the Astros, the Phillies, the Dodgers, and the Braves. Right? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any argument there whatsoever. Yeah. Kind of surprised to see the Phillies in in the uh, wild card playoffs, but still, they're a very good team. They are, and I expect them to come out of that series um, pretty easily. In fact, they may they may get it today. Rangers and Rays, as we mentioned, uh, the early game, same schedule as yesterday, mm-hmm. same exact schedule. It's on the same exact stations. Um, Rangers on ABC, and of course, over on our sister station, you can hear Eric Nadell and the guys on Fox Sports no at one thirty. Broadcast team anywhere? No. I, I that's, have satellite that's radio and bounce around on a lot mm-hmm. of different ball mm-hmm. radio play by play. There is no better than Eric Nadell and, and Matt Hicks. No, there's not. Matt Hicks is absolutely the best number two guy in all of baseball. And that's pretty solid, too. Absolutely. Pretty solid number two. Absolutely. Uh, And he proved his, I don't want to say his worth, but he just proved that he is a viable asset to that broadcast when Eric took the time off this Mm -hmm. year that he needed to take off Mm -hmm. for his mental issues. Mm -hmm. And Matt Hicks didn't miss a beat. No. No. Did not miss a beat. That's a great crew. 3.30 this afternoon. It's Blue Jays and Twins. You can see that on ESPN. On ESPN 2 at 6 o'clock, Diamondback and Brewers. And then at 7 o'clock, Marlin and Phillies uh, coming up 
and that game on ESPN. So lots of a uh, lots of wild card playoff baseball. And again, it's kind of nice that it's the exact same schedule that we had yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Because it makes it easy to find for one, and it just makes it a uh, makes it your if that's your team, you know exactly when they're going to play. And then Thursday schedule, if need be, for any of these series. Oh, by the way, it's exactly the same as well. So pretty pretty smart by Major League Baseball to just line all that up all together uh, where you can find everything pretty easily. All right. Did they get it done today, Lark? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think they do. I think Tampa Bay is – they had to have a come-to-Jesus meeting in the locker room after that game. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they, they come out of that with a, you know, a new – New outlook, or whether they just are downtrodden and say, "Man, we just you know, we, we kick the ball around." Can I think the Rangers have the upper hand? I, I if the Rangers can jump on them early, mm-hmm. or if they boot a ball early in the first couple of innings, <laughs> yeah, ooh, it yeah. might get bad for the Rays. Yeah, it might get bad for the Rays. Cowboys take on the Forty ers and Jerry Jones has said the path through the Super Bowl runs through San Fran. Huh? I don't know if I want my owner saying that. We'll see what R.J. Achoa from Vlogging the Boys has to say about that coming up next from the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. The Valley Mills Coaches Show with Robert Featherston is brought to you by Bar None Country Store, the 5th Street Market and Nursery. Coach, a hard-fought loss to Crawford, 43-32. You're down 22-0. You pull within four points late in this game and just can't pull it off against a really strong team, but you got to like that performance from your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Our kids, you know, their resiliency, uh, and really, we, you know, we got down 29-6 to um, right there in the third quarter. And uh, and in the past, you know, we've had some issues with, with being able to fight back. Our kids did an amazing job, and, and, you know, we had some things go our way as well at the time, and uh, they were able to uh, – to take those advantages and, and you know use them, uh, but uh, the way they fought back, you know, I thought it was I thought it was a big testament to the, the kids and, the, and and what they're doing. How do you use a game like this to preach the word finish to your team? You know, I think that's exactly it too. You know, we we uh, we put ourselves in position. You know, we actually get within four and we have a chance there. And then at that point, uh, you know, somebody's got to make a play. You're in a good football team that knows how to win. Uh, they've been doing it for a long time, so somewhere, you know, we needed somebody to make a play, and uh, and I think that's what what we gotta what we gotta focus on is somewhere in big moments, uh, somebody's gotta step up and make that big play for us. Coach, talking about a brutal district schedule, you got Riesel this week, another solid five and O team. How do you go from that emotional game into a Riesel this week and try to win? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough because Riesel's a good football team, man. They're big, they're physical. Um, they're so much better defensively than they were a year ago. Uh, their offense is still as potent as it was. Uh, so, you know, we're just trying to, you know, preach again that, that um, whether you win or lose, man, you, you you hurt when you lose on Friday or you celebrate when you win. But Monday, it's a new week, and we go back to work, and uh, and, and what's happened in the past is gone. And so, uh, we got you know, we got to focus on what's coming up in the future. Coach, halfway through the year, how close is this team to its full potential? You know, we still got we still got a lot we can do. You know, I believe that. I think that uh, I think they're gaining confidence, uh, which is which is really big with this bunch, and they're and they're realizing that every game they play now, they have the potential to win. And um, I think with that, you know, going into this Friday night, that gives us an opportunity uh, to have a chance to to do well. ESPN Central Texas. Your one stop for all farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. And when it's time to buy feed for all your animals, they're an official Purina dealer. Bar None Country Store also stocks deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, agriculture hardware, and Circle E and Tyler candles. Go by and say hello to Paula, Bobby, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, and at barnonecountrystore.com. The 5th Street Market and Nursery is Bosque County's premier nursery, greenhouse, and boutique. Discover a variety of indoor and outdoor plants, unique gifts, and local artisanal products at their family-owned nursery and garden center. Located in Clifton off 5th Street, Highway 219. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 4. Check them out 
at FifthStreetMarket.com or on Facebook. Let their passionate team help your vision bloom into reality. The Mart Coaches Show with Kevin Hoffman is brought to you by In Commons Bank Mart. Coach coming off a 23 to nothing win over Heiko last Friday in district play. Talk a little bit about this game. Heiko came in with the game plan that a lot of teams have against your team. They want to run the clock, which they were able to do, but your defense kept them off the scoreboard. Yeah, the game was, uh, you know, was kind of slow. A lot of standing around, a lot of wasting time. And, uh, uh, you know, they their goal was, to, I guess, uh, you know, just not get beat by as much, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it was it was a kind of strange out there. Uh, but uh, our defense played well. And on the offensive side of the ball, despite the slowdown by Heiko, you were still able to hit some big plays. Yeah, we did. We did okay. We made we made a ton of mistakes. Uh, we dropped some balls, and you know, probably dropped three touchdown passes. But uh, uh, you know, I I think some of that had to do with uh, kind of standing around and uh, just not having the. The, as many opportunities as we would like to have, but uh, you know they they had a game plan going in and they executed their game plan to slow the game down and uh, they were successful with it. But at some point, uh, I think you got to give your kids a chance to win, and uh, you know I don't think they did that. Now you continue district play this week against Frost. Talk a little bit about Frost. What do they bring offensively? Well, they got a big tailback. Uh, you know, he uh, probably size of most of our offensive linemen. So uh, they're, they're going to give him the ball and they're going to uh, just run him over and over and over and uh, hope that uh, they can, again, eat up some clock, move the chains, and uh, probably try to slow the game down like Heiko did. What about defensively? Yeah, defensively, they, they uh, you know, they, they move around getting some different looks up front. Uh, again, multiple things on defense. So, uh you know, we just we got to be ready for uh, whatever they throw at us. ESPN Central Texas. Every day, In Commons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, In Commons Bank offers modern day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At In Commons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Lender. All Around Maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, All Around Maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. 21 minutes past the hour of 11 here on this Wednesday. Talk a little Dallas Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. R.J., how are we? Doing great, guys. Uh, Putting together a recipe for some smoked chicken wings this weekend. Oh, very nice. I like it. Can can you send some to us, uh, DoorDash or whatever? (laughs) You know, Tupperware is pretty indestructible. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) How was the uh, polo on on Monday? You know, um, it was great. I mean, if you can can hand Bill Belichick the worst loss that he's ever experienced uh, in his illustrious NFL career, it certainly, I think, leads to you walking a little bit taller the day after. Uh, but, you know, interestingly enough, um, kind of a ho-hum day. You know, like, I, I, I've i definitely experienced uh, more jubilation after different Dallas Cowboys wins. It just kind of speaks to where the Cowboys and, you know, unfortunately the Patriots are these days. When you look at that 38-3 win for the Dallas Cowboys and how this defense played, I it, you score defensive touchdowns and – Things change in an NFL game in a hurry, and that's what the Cowboys were able to do on Sunday. 
Yeah, I mean, it all kind of happened in a flash, and I know you'll appreciate I was keeping tabs on the Astros and the Rangers at the same time, so my sports mind was just kind of all over the place. <laughs> um, it's it, They're 14-point swings, right? I mean, in a mm-hmm. perfect sense. Um, and so that's that's the difference right now. I mean, this, this is a team uh, that has a, a point differential of, what, plus 83, um, and, and the offense hasn't really had to work all too hard. And I, I know they lost the game, obviously, uh, but they're putting up, I mean, they have more defensive touchdowns through four games of the season than they do wide receivers with touchdowns. CD <laughs> Lamb is the only wide receiver who's caught one. It's just kind of a weird way that they've been blowing teams out so far. When you look at what Dan Quinn has been able to do against a team like New England, and, and look, New England is is struggling. There's no doubt about it. But, I mean, just the total domination of what he was able to do bouncing back this week, how did he do that, RJ? I think he just kept it simple. I mean, kind of kept everything in front of them. Um, they didn't try to get too cute, uh, which I think they were certainly um, some victims of the week before in Arizona. Um, and, and sometimes when you try too hard, you know, you can get in over your skis and other teams can take advantage of that. And so, um, and, and beyond that, you know, I, I certainly don't mean to make up for the Cowboys or make any excuses for them, but, um, and as we had talked last week, I mean, they had some, some time to process, you know, Trayvon Diggs' injury, not just from an emotional standpoint, but also from a, from a functional one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had to go play a game three days after that happened. So you're talking about, they had, you know, kind of a day and a half, if you want to give them that, to, to really work and to really kind of put something on paper to go out and try and do. And while I recognize the Cardinals aren't that great of a team, you know, at least on paper, um, they're still an NFL operation and, and they can exploit your weaknesses. And it was tough for Deron Bland, but uh, with, with a week in the classroom, it's pretty obvious that Deron Bland was able to kind of take the step that we all hoped he could. Well, and I was going to ask you, do you think that maybe the overall side of the defensive side of the ball was – maybe a little bit overcompensating for Trayvon not being there. I think that's a really fair take. Um, and again, I think that there, there is an emotional aspect to that. We oh, absolutely. can't measure that the same way. Um, but th- there is this, you know, innate, well, you know, we all have to carry it. We all, the, our slack gets, you know, you know, bigger or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard and it's life and it's the NFL and you know, it's, it's the way things go and there are injuries and it's a battle of attrition. Um, and you, you can't, you simply cannot respond to that instantaneously. And I think that was the challenge for them uh, two Thursdays ago with the Diggs injury and the way it happened. And so um, it, it gave them, I think an opportunity to see, okay, what is fair? What, what is the extra weight that is fair to put on X, to put on Y, to put on Z. Uh, and they came out with a game plan and they were able to stymie a Patriots team that, well, you're right, and, and we obviously agree they're struggling. They have hung with you know teams who they have played this season, including the one that is in the same division as the Dallas Cowboys in the season opener. When you look at what the offense has been able to do, and you mentioned the defense has outscored the receivers, and that's just amazing. <laughs> I didn't realize that's that. Mind-blowing. Yeah, it is. And, and you – this team is still not good in the red zone. How does that get fixed, R.J.? You know, it's it's strange because the the way math works, you know, they're they're one good game away in the red zone from from climbing from the bottom of the pack to the middle, right? Just mm-hmm. kind of based on averages. I mean, we're we're four games in, so you know, you're talking, you know, one game next week is twenty percent of your entire data set, and they've had some weird things, right? Like they've had some players drop things. Luke Schoonmaker dropped a touchdown. You know, Dak can't catch it for him too. Uh, I mean, Dak and Tony Pollard ran into each other. I mean, there's kind of, you know, there's, there's just teeny tiny things and there's a lot of them and they're piling up. And so um, it's strange. The field does shrink, obviously, when you get down there. And so that makes things a little bit more difficult. And, you know, it's funny that the CD touchdown came from just literally outside the red zone. So it doesn't help inflate these averages. I think it's just a matter of working the underneath things. I mean, where the Cowboys have had success, in that sense, I mean, you think about the Rico Dowdle touchdown two weeks ago in Arizona. I, the broadcast mentioned this, and I, I was flabbergasted by this. That was the first screen pass that Dak Prescott had thrown for a touchdown since 2019. Whoa. Um, and so you, you've got these, you know, quick, shifty, fast, agile players. And if you put the ball in their hands in those tight spaces, I mean, it's a small space for the defenders to work with, too. And so I think you utilize the Kevontae Turpins and Deuce Vons and Tony Pollard and CD Lambs and 
you, you know, you don't have to throw it into the end zone. Um, as silly as that sounds, you can give them an opportunity to get there. And so I'm hopeful that that's kind of what they'll start to kind of pick things off with. And then, you know, you know how it is. It's an avalanche. Once you, you score once and twice in the, in the red zone, then the floodgates open. RJ, will you and Ward agree with me that it's easier to score from the 25 than it is from the five? I mean, I don't know that I would agree with those exact numbers, um, but I think on principle, that's fair. I mean, again, the, the, it sounds silly, obviously, to say, which is I, I, I'm assuming why you're you know desperate for the agreement, but um, the field does shrink. I mean, you, when you get down to, the, say, the five-yard line in this example, the, the defense literally has less field to guard, right? Like from a surface area, square-footed mm-hmm. standpoint, um, they have, you know, fewer, you know, space to kind of inhabit and, and protect themselves. And so it can get tight and it can get difficult. And you can't just, you know, um, I don't mean to take a shot at it. You can't just tush push or brotherly shove or whatever your way into the end zone. You know, sometimes you have one of those weird moments where it's first and goal from the nine, right? Like it's, it, of course, you know what I mean? And so you, you, you don't have four chances from all the way up close on the one inch line. Um, it's difficult. It is a much more difficult thing than it kind of looks to be on the surface. Well, the other thing about it, too, when you get inside the 15-yard line, and not even at the 20, if you get in the red zone, you you should be able to score. But you get down inside the 15, and your playbook shrinks as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And not only that, but, you know, a lot of plays need some time to develop. Um, mm-hmm. And you have less time, right? I mean, you, you have less time because, you know, receivers have, you know, less yardage to work with. I mean, it's, it's a simple, you know, kind of there's less room to work with in an overall sense uh, philosophy that creates different problems and also creates different advantages, right? Like that's just kind of the, the rhyme and rhythm that is the game that, that we obsess about, you know, for six months on end. But um, I, I don't mean to say all this to make up for, you know, the way they're playing. They need to be scoring in the red zone, right? Like all of this is fair and logical. Um, and at the end of the day, we, we all agree that they are literally one of the worst teams at scoring in the red zone, yet they have a point differential of plus 83. It is the most <laughs> dumbfoundingly beautiful thing that I've ever seen. And I think that's the point behind my, my statement about, you know, the, the 25 to the 5 is it really that important that you score once you get inside the 20-yard line in the red zone? I mean, as long as you're winning games, what does that matter? I mean, I think that that's certainly fair, right? Like, I don't know that anybody's like, oh, man, you know, last week sucked because you only scored once in the red zone, you know, in terms of touchdowns. Um, because you're right. Like, at the end of the day, it was a win. Um, but but the big bad boys who you're facing this Sunday, they're really good at that. And you will not be able to walk away – you know, with three field goals and one touchdown on four opportunities and come come away with a 38-3 to three win. That will not happen here. That will not happen two weeks from now against the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football. That probably won't happen in the two games you play against the Eagles. It definitely won't happen when you go to Buffalo, when you go to Miami. I mean, again, I'm not trying to take away from what the Cowboys did last week, but but there are bigger and badder foes who are on the schedule and who they'll have to face, obviously, in the playoffs if and when they get there. And so um, I think everyone's kind of point of contentiousness is, okay, this is great, but you have to get this fixed as we get closer and closer to more serious games. Yeah, you can't settle for field goals in the NFL. It just doesn't work. It's been proven before that you, you've got to score seven. You can't settle for field goals because that will get you beat each and every time. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, R.J., would you like to see Dak use his legs more? I mean, that's such a scary question because, yeah, I would. Um, but, you know, is it necessary right now? Right, This is kind of the general topic that we're kind of kicking around different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as an example, the, the touchdown that wasn't to Luke Schoonmaker – I mean, the C's parted. I mean, Dak could have picked up eight yards if he wanted to, you know, on that particular play instead of the incompletion that led to the field goal. But um, would I would I want to take that risk knowing what comes with it, knowing the risk that is obviously associated with it? I don't know. I mean, not in September. You know what I mean? Like, right. it is a long game. And that's, that's not to say, like, this game isn't important or that game isn't important or whatever, but it's not as important. You know, that's just the fundamental truth to all this. You, you have. Like, you can't win the Super Bowl unless you even make it there from not just an accomplishment standpoint, but a health standpoint. It is a battle of attrition. And, and that's where, 
you know, I, I'm a big fan of Josh Allen, but he is so reckless. And, and it's like, dude, you, you are going to cost your team with the style of football you play because you're acting like a, a superhero in the first month of the season. You have to be wise. That is part of health game, whatever you want to call it, load management. If we're talking about the NBA, it is an actual part of the overall kinesiology that is associated with football these days. Before we get into the 49ers, did you hear that sigh of relief coming from the star in Dallas as the Broncos release Randy Gregory? You know, um, I, there's a lot of people taking victory laps today. I'm a fan of Randy. I know the way that went down was unfortunate. Um, but if you asked me, you know, would you like to have him back? Hell yeah. Like, I mean, he has shown an ability to rush the passer. And you can never have enough of those things. When I, I remember war when I was in California at Cowboys camp, mm-hmm. one of the things I told you that, that impressed me was, was Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler is like the seventh pass rusher on this team. And he's awesome. And that is such a good problem to have. So, yeah, did Randy Gregory piss some people off on the way out? Of course. Was it awkward and messy and silly and dramatic? Yeah, welcome to life. But, I mean, if he can help, Right now, if he can give you even more depth at a very valuable position, if you can strengthen what already might be your greatest strength, let's do it. Sign me up. I don't care, you know, if he, you know, hurt somebody's feelings two years ago. This is all about putting together the best possible team. And to Randy's credit or in his defense, it's not like the Broncos have been the pinnacle of elite operation for the last two years. Like, I'm right. not willing to, to say this is entirely his fault. Well, but his numbers haven't been really good in in Denver, and that's a lot to do with what's around him and what the play calling is, and and I get all that. You think there's a possibility that that maybe you you see Randy Gregory drift back this way? Well, I would say that, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans, to your point, are saying, well, thank goodness we didn't give him that big contract. Well, they wanted to. (laughs) they, they They thought highly enough of him that they were willing to give him that big contract two years and change ago. So if, if he is anything close to that dude and you can get him for a moderate rate at this particular point, given everything that has happened, obviously to the point, why would you not consider that? Right? Like the ward, the car you wanted two years ago is not an incredible markdown. Sure. It's got 12,000 miles on it that it didn't 24 months ago, but you liked it. You liked the leather seats. You liked how it doesn't only heat, but it cools in the summertime. It's got Bluetooth. Why wouldn't you consider this, Ward? It's a car. You need a car. Let's go out and let's at least go take a look at it and go for a test drive. I get it. I get it. I'm right there with you. How does this defense slow down McCaffrey? Man alive. Um, uh, it's it's like the – you ever seen the movie Twister? Uh, yes. About oh, yeah. the people that um, – Remember at the end um, where they like tie themselves with a leather belt to that like lead pipe and just hold on and hang uh, on while the tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's what this is. I mean, this is, this is a different ride. I mean, th- this is, th- this is the best team in the NFL and look, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback on the NFL. Other players have, you know, things that are the best, but this is the best roster, best coach team in the NFL, the most lethal team in the NFL on both sides of the ball. And so you just have to hang on and you just have to lose a little bit less than them because they're going to win. And you have to accept that. You're not going to blow these dudes out 38 to three. You're not going to walk up and down the field on them. You're not going to have all these pick sixes and parties on the defensive side of the ball. Micah Parsons is going to have to be elite. That's what this is. And you have to be prepared for the fact that they're, they might just run right at you. The way the Arizona Cardinals did, who they just trounced, they might do the very same thing. So somebody else has to win. This has to be a game where you get the A-plus effort from everybody. And that, that's, that sounds dramatic and that sounds intense, but that's what it takes to be a team like this. How big will the linebacking core be against this offense because of what you're saying? Be able to take some pressure off Micah Parsons. Let him put some pressure on Brock Purdy. You, you don't want to overcompensate, as we talked about a little bit ago, but when you have an offense like this, even making them one-dimensional is not always in your favor. No, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, they can do anything. They can run the ball. They can. They have a great play-action game, and, and they're obviously well-coached, and they will find your weakness, and they will put it on display for the entire world to see, and they will beat you at it, and then they will laugh at you. Um, and so, I mean, you you really you, – that's what I'm saying. Like, Leighton Vanderesh has to be elite in this game. Damone Clark has to be elite. I'm, again, this is just a, a guess on my part. I, I mean, I'm, look, 
I don't know that it's necessarily worth just having Micah rush the passer every down and, and have, you know, have Christian McCaffrey run right at him. Why not drop Micah back to play some linebacker in this game? Why mm-hmm. not make him more of a factor in that sense um, and, and play the chess game back? Be, you know, part of the overall gamesmanship. You've got to do some, some stuff that's different. Uh, there's a line speaking of, of a movie in Twister. I'm sure you've seen the 40 year old virgin. Um, I say this a lot. Um, there, there's a line where, uh, where Steve Carell's being, you know, kind of, uh, encouraged. Um, and he says, well, I don't want to do this. That feels wrong to me. Um, or it doesn't feel right. And his coworker says, look, man, you've been doing what feels right. And it hasn't been working for you. Maybe you have to try some wrong. And so you got to think a little bit outside the box here because everything you've thrown at these dudes. For two years in a row, they have eaten up and spit back in your face. So maybe it is dropping Micah back. Maybe it's having him rush from inside. We've seen, obviously, Dan Quinn line him up over the center. You're going to have to find a way to make an impact that you haven't been able to in your last two tries. I think that's you know a great idea, besides the fact that you can protect him a little bit if you move him around, right? Yeah, and you, you get him in space. I mean, and look, he's incredible. I mean, he's you know, leading the NFL in pressures and pressure win rate and approximate pressures. I mean, like all these amazing statistics that, you know, are going to line his bust in Canton someday. Um, But there are ways to neutralize that from teams who are elite at doing that, which we found out two weeks ago, the Cardinals are in that group. Um, And the Niners are certainly a team that can do that. And so Again, I mean, you know, we haven't seen the Cowboys play Micah at, at kind of a true off-ball linebacker position in a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and and maybe it's not worth it because he is so valuable and he can he, he can be this domino effect if he is rushing the passer. So you do have to kind of you know pros and cons it out, but um, it's it's an like you have to talk about these things out loud. That's what I'm doing. Where I'm throwing stuff at the wall and kind of seeing what sticks because they've been trying everything else against this particular team. How healthy is this offensive line, and how big a concern is it for you, RJ? Well, uh, they have yet to play with all five of their intended starters, um, and they are finding ways to to mitigate that damage. Or, and obviously, Dak's gotten the ball out quickly and things like that. It seems like we're only at Wednesday, obviously, and so um, we, we have three injury reports to go, but I mean, it seems possible that they could have all five this week, not just for the first time this season, but for the first time since they drafted Tyler Smith. And what a time it would be uh, to finally have the group make their collective debut with one another. But um, they're not healthy, but they were never going to be healthy. I mean, they're an offensive line that has Tyron Smith as one part of their overall group. And so um, that's not a, a shot or a joke. It's just the reality that he is going to miss time probably multiple times throughout the season. How big a hit is it with Rico Dow's hip injury? You know, um, I I think that that is is important, but isn't um, you know I'm not going to lose sleep over that this week. All due respect to Rico, because the Cowboys do seem to have a, a a bevy of options when it comes to ball carriers. Hunter Lipke is somebody who obviously scored a touchdown last week uh, and 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 presents an option not just as a goal line threat but kind of as an overall threat. Kevontae Turpin obviously is a great ball carrier. Deuce Vaughn struggled a little bit in pass protection, but with the ball in his hand, is certainly a very dynamic and exciting player. So, I mean, there, there are other ways, I think, to, to overcome that. All due respect to Rico, because I do think he's evolving into an important part of this team. RJ, what's the biggest position battle to keep an eye on on Sunday in your mind? It might be, you know, we had a, one of our writers made this point on, on a show we did yesterday, Tony Catalina. I think it's easy to kind of go to Leighton Vander Esch and Christian McCaffrey, but it might be Stephon Gilmore, who hasn't been elite this season. But to be fair, he, you know, they didn't trade for him with that in mind. The circumstances have just changed. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's been a step slow, but just hasn't been kind of Stephon Gilmore fast. And given that this is a team that is full of incredibly fast and shifty and dynamic playmakers, and that they love to work the play action game, that that is that is critical i mean that is, that is critical that he kind of goes step for step obviously Debo samuel's a problem brandon Ayuk is having an incredible start to this season it is going this this effectively kind of could come down to stefan gilmore shutting down whoever he's guarding at any given moment in time because it's that important i mean it takes one misstep for this team to kill you we've seen that you know over and over and over again and that's why stefan gilmore's got to be up for the challenge 
when Jerry Jones said that the Super Bowl runs through San Francisco, do you think that any of the players kind of shook their head just a little bit? I really don't. At least no players on the Cowboys. Um, I have found it interesting, if I'm being honest, how um, how how the Cowboys have been willing to kind of say, "Yeah, they own us." Like this this is a this is a measuring stick game for us. Um, but I mean, it's the team that has ended their season two years in a row. How could they think anything other than that? And so, on one hand, you have to kind of give them props for for just kind of calling a spade a spade. Um, but you know, there, there is a lot of NFL talk that tends to happen, right? Like, Oh, it's just another week. And so it's just interesting to see them taking the approach they have, but I mean, this is the truth for Dallas. I mean, they have tried to build their team in the image of this group and they have tried to build their team to be able to handle and to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I, I said on a show yesterday, um, I, I wasn't trying to rile up Eagles fans, but you know how it is when you kick that hornet's nest. I don't <laughs> think the Cowboys uh, view the Eagles as a threat to them just because historically they, they can hang with the Eagles. They, in fact, more often than not, they beat the Eagles. Dak Prescott is seven and three in his last 10 games against them. So while the Eagles are a tremendously talented team, the Cowboys have measured themselves up against them twice a year for forever. And they know that they can accomplish what they need to against that particular team. But this is a hurdle that they have not gotten over, not in this era, not with Mike McCarthy as the head coach. Yeah. They beat, you know, the Kyle Shanahan Niners when CJ Beathard was their quarterback and all this stuff. But in, in this modernized kind of version of the Niners, the way they've been playing for the last handful of seasons, the Cowboys have been completely and totally embarrassed by them. So yeah, if they want to get to the Super Bowl. Maybe not in a literal sense. It might not come down to a playoff game against them, but they have to get through this. They have to beat this team and show that they can handle and absorb what might be the best team in the NFL. How imperative is it, RJ, that the Cowboys get the receiving core maybe a little more potent or more active to help C.D. Lamb be the guy that we think C.D. Lamb can be? I think they're on their way, but I don't know that it's of critical mass importance just because you know, people are kind of like, well, Brandon Cooks hasn't had a, a big moment or whatever. They haven't needed that. Like, you know, they haven't been in a position where they need a deep threat, you know, kind of bomb of a play. Um, and that's obviously Cooks' specialty. We have seen Michael Gallup kind of return to form. The last two games have been really great for him. Um, but, I mean, to your point, at some point that will be necessary. Um, and this might be that. So, I mean, this is kind of, you know, I don't mean to make the game even bigger than it is. This is kind of our first real glance at this team, especially if the offensive line does play in its entirety, because, you know, their game scripts have been so off kilter, helter skelter with what's happened over the first four weeks, what was with blowing teams out and then kind of being behind the eight ball early on against the Cardinals and just not being prepared. This is, you know, theoretically who the Cowboys want to be. If you think that they were keeping the secret plays, you know, against the, the teams they blew out, this is it. This is the, they're, they're about to throw the kitchen sink, and I think we're all going to get a nice look under the hood. Can can Mike McCarthy throw that sink? <laughs> I mean, I don't look. M Mike McCarthy is um, is low hanging fruit for a lot of people, and you know the man will never get credit for a lot of things because he lost a PR battle to Aaron Rodgers. But he has literally spent every moment, you know, in a, in a general sense, since the playoff loss to San Francisco trying to right this wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, he moved on from Kellen Moore because he wanted this opportunity. This is it. Like, you know how in any facet of life, people say, man, if I just had one more chance, if I just had one more opportunity, if I, if I was given, you know, the, the stage to kind of do this, I would do it. Okay, Mike, <laughs> like, here it is. Like this, <laughs> you wanted this, you got it. Now show us who you are. And then we can either praise you or destroy you on the radio for the next week. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. All right, R.J., you wearing a polo on Monday. What's your prediction for the game? Look, I believe in the Cowboys this season, certainly, and even this week, but I cannot objectively pick them. I mean, I don't think anyone can. Like, I think if you pick the Cowboys, you're doing it with your heart, which I don't fault you for, but they have been outclassed by this team in critical, not, not just critical, the most critical moments, the last two times that they have faced them. And so right now, San Francisco has all of the benefit of the doubt. Um, and that's just the way it is. I mean, and that's kind of what the Cowboys are saying. They're saying they want to go reclaim some of, or all of that benefit. And so I'm taking the Niners in this game. I obviously hope that I'm wrong. Uh, but I, I need the Cowboys to prove something with regards to this specific team, which is, again, what they're saying that they're hopeful they can do. 
RJ Atua blogging the boys with us on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. RJ, appreciate the time. Enjoy the chicken, and we'll talk to you next week, man. Will do. Y'all have a great rest of the week yourself. All right, there he goes. RJ Atua. None better than RJ. He knows his Cowboys. He does a great job. A lot of fun to be able to talk to him each and every week. We do it every Wednesday right here on the Press Box. Stay right there. We'll come back and put a bow on this one as the Press Box continues right after this on ESPN Central Texas. We don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Do you know your butcher by name? Not by which overpriced grocery train they work for. You need to meet my butcher, Jaime, here at Fortson's Meat Market. Jaime the butcher has been cutting meat for over 25 years, and he still loves it. To Jaime, cutting meat to your desire is like art. Each steak is a masterpiece that improves the look of your grill. I'm Rob Fortson from Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service meat market in Robinson, and I would love you to come by and get to know Jaime the butcher. You'll only find him at Fortson's, where we specialize in the best Texas-raised beef, chicken and pork no hormones no fillers we also carry a great lineup of homemade sausages jerky bacon wrapped quail frog legs boudin balls and more like us on facebook to get daily updates on specials and freezer boxes and we're even open on game day monday through saturday from nine to six maybe it's time you met your new butcher at fortson's meat market just south of the circle in robinson Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high yield and open your CD in under five minutes. Wow, what'd you call them? EECU? (laughs) That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. Attention coaches and parents. Just like you prioritize proper nutrition and conditioning for your kids on game day, remember their dental health too. Stonewood Dental is your mouth's defensive coordinator, preventing toothaches and injuries that could bench them for the season. Their winning playbook, biannual checkups for cleanings and proactive oral health strategies. Stonewood Dental has you covered on and off the field. Call Stonewood Dental for a winning smile. Don't compromise. Get the treatment you deserve. Welcome back to the Press Box here on Central Texas. Coming up next, the Drake Toll Show, followed by John Morse and Matt Mosley, all right here on ESPN. I'm going to apologize to Drake Toll and his uh, assistant there, uh, Cameron Mm -hmm. Stewart. Mm -hmm. I think they took exception to me referring to them as teenagers. Oh, yeah? Uh, Since they're both kind of about the same age as my my sons, Mm -hmm. or actually probably could be about the same age as my grandsons, I'm going to refer to them as, as the grandkids coming in. <laughs> there you go. That's fine. <laughs> they're not teenagers. They're my grandkids. There you go. Yeah. They're kids. Yeah. Last <laughs> last night, just before 7.30 in the evening, Midway School District issued a notification, and this is what it reads. This notification is to inform you that Coach Shane Anderson will be away from the football program while the district looks into a non-student-related personal situation. While I understand that a notice like this may cause concerns or assumptions, please know that the district is taking action to support our students and staff in the best interest of all concerned. Please support our coaches as they guide our team to stay focused on our season and school in the interim. And that's signed sincerely, 
I guess the uh, superintendent of schools mm-hmm. at, at Midway. That's unfortunate, right in the middle of football season and right in the middle of the district play. Certainly is. And, you know, like he says in this thing, it's going to bring about a lot of assumptions because there's no information there as to why. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, I, I'm one that likes when these scenarios come up, I wait for the information to play out right. before I make an opinion as to what's going to happen. Sure. But you have to. Uh, there's all kinds of possibilities here. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it just uh, you look at Midway's record; they're one in five. They didn't do well last year. Didn't make the playoffs a year ago. You, you just got to wonder exactly what's going on in that athletic program, what they're trying to get accomplished. Yeah, it's unfortunate, uh, and I hate to see any coach go through something that may or may not be his fault, especially in the middle of the season, because it disrupts everything. Um, for everybody, and you, you can have, you know, the the best backup plan in the world, but it's still not, it's still not good. Yeah, and though it's not necessarily equated to the Michigan State situation mm-hmm. because of what's accused, what the accusation is there, it's still kind of that Michigan State situation where you've got a coach that's that apparently they don't want there anymore, mm-hmm. and you you don't know whether or not it's something by way of the administration trying to push the coach out or if there's something actually there within the accusation. It just, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. And, and for everybody involved, you hope the outcome is, is the best for everybody um, because that's just, that's just tough. And to have it happen on a Tuesday night, well, basically a Wednesday mm-hmm. and you got to, Football game. Well, you got right. football games tomorrow because of your sub varsity level, right? And then you have the varsity playing on Friday, and they'll be in Temple to take on the Temple Wildcats on Friday, and that's a huge rivalry game. Absolutely, and you know, as far as the district race goes, neither one of them is is totally out of it yet. No, I mean, okay, Midway's one and one Temple's zero and two in district race, but this game could be pivotal for either one of them to try to get into that number four spot. Well, I, and I think that, you know, the winner of this one has an opportunity to say, hey, my playoffs are still alive. And look, even if Midway loses, their playoffs are still alive. But Temple could climb a huge ladder if they can get a win on Friday night. Well, these are two 6A programs in Central Texas that have been highly successful over the last few years mm-hmm. that are having some downtrodden years. You know as well as I do that those coaches look all the way down into the seventh grade level mm-hmm. to look at what kind of talent is coming through. Right. And sometimes they just know that, you know, once these guys get to be juniors and seniors, we're going to have some down years. I mean, even – even uh, I forgot his name right now, but the longtime coach at, at, at Temple, uh, Bob McQueen. Yes. Yeah, Bob McQueen had down years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it – it just happens. Things yeah. go in a cycle. Yeah, it, it there's is, no doubt. It, it disturbs me the the what have you done for me lately attitude well, of some parents, mm-hmm. some administrators when it comes to the athletic programs because my focus of an athletic program is are you developing good young men and women people that are going to go out into the into the society and be productive citizens. I could care less about your win and losses. Well, and that's that's what it's supposed to be about. That's what it's supposed but, to be about. But it's not anymore. No, it's and not. that's because the instant gratification world we live in today. Coming up next, Drake Toll, and then followed by John Moores and Matt Mosley. Want to see or hear Ranger baseball? Flip on over to uh, Fox Sports Central Texas over on our sister station. We'll have the Rangers 130 pregame and a 205 first pitch. Rangers, as Lark says, sweep the series today. There we go. All right. We'll see if that happens or not. For Lark Smith, I'm Ward White. So until next time, so long, everybody. Front House Cafe is local homegrown southern cooking, like going home to Grandma's house, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner with breakfast being served all day. Dishes like homemade biscuits and gravies, pancakes, French toast, or build your own omelet. And don't forget about lunch and dinner, chicken fried steak, build your own burger, grilled Atlantic salmon, and daily specials, plus homemade pies daily. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., Brown House Cafe in Woodway. Check them out at brownhousecafe.com.
When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark. Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. Do you know your butcher by name? Not by which overpriced grocery train they work for. You need to meet my butcher, Jaime here at Fortson's Meat Market. Jaime the butcher has been cutting meat for over 25 years and he still loves it. To Jaime, cutting meat to your desire is like art. Each steak is a masterpiece that improves the look of your grill. I'm Rob Fortson from Fortson's Meat Market, a full service meat market in Robinson. And I would love you to come by and get to know Jaime the butcher. You'll only find him at Fortson's where we specialize in the best Texas race beef, chicken and pork no hormones no fillers we also carry a great lineup of homemade sausages jerky bacon wrapped quail frog legs boudin balls and more